0: Nibble nibble motherfucker. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the cold of I don't know what that means.
1: Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches, just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Hello. Hey. Welcome back, another week of Dexter.
0: <laughs> This one's a doozy. Uh, I'm gonna blame the dooziness of this episode for that weird intro. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm yeah. a little shook.
1: You're in shock. Yeah, a little bit. You're reeling, reeling, definitely from not only the big reveal, but also Dexter's expression at the end, finding the reveal.
0: Yeah, I think that's what got me. Every, I don't know. I'm kind of, I uh, am reeling, but I'm also very excited. This is what I wanted to see of this, and I'm glad we're getting it.
1: I think it was the only option. Would I have liked to see in this play out slightly differently? Possibly. Not me. But I think this is this is what we expected.
0: Yeah, I feel, now that we get a better, I mean, this is 4 of 10, but we're finally Oh no, we're
1: almost halfway done? Yeah. No! <laughs> we're finally getting
0: a clear look at the picture and at the story that they're gonna tell us. What they've done with character development, I'm really excited. Now I understand why Michael C. Hall agreed to come back, why Clyde Phillips said, you know, this is the story we're going to tell. hmm I think it's very strong. Very strong. I love... This might be my favorite episode so far because we're really getting yeah. the feel of old Dexter's crawling around in his brain in a good way. And... Deb's killing it. <laughs> yeah. I just... I, I, I'm i at a loss of, for words because I, I love this episode so much.
1: So I will mention just at the top on the Deb note, and we'll I'll go in depth later. I was really nervous as to what they were going to do with Deborah mm-hmm. because she's not a lot of people's favorite character.
0: Mm-mm. I
1: like Deborah. I have always liked Deborah, and I mean that's the hill I'll kind of die on. I guess is that I I'm sorry. I I like Deborah. I empathize with Deborah. I get Deborah. She's not a perfect character by any means, but that's realistic. That's good. Yeah. And I think that the showrunners of this handled her character perfectly. Mm -hmm. She's got hints of old Deborah, but she's not Deborah as we knew her. She's living in Dexter's head and is Dexter's moral compass slash his more human side. Yeah. He definitely carries her along for humanity. To his monster side. I mean, even in that final scene, she's crying and he smiles. Yeah.
0: So I think that definitely is what they're going for. I do have a friend on Instagram named Shelby who just watched all of Dexter for the first time. Yes. And finished it a few weeks ago. And I mentioned to her that the new series was really good as well. But I asked her, specifically asked her what her feelings were on Hannah. And I mentioned that Hannah was, of course, my favorite character. Second to Dexter. Obviously Dexter, but you know what I mean. And she said that she hated Hannah because she loved Deborah so much.
1: Really? That Deborah was
0: her favorite character, and so she saw Hannah through Deborah's persp- perspective.
1: Gotcha. I love Hannah as well. I think I see them both through how Dexter sees them, yeah. if that makes sense, because Deborah is his sister. She is his moral compass, his good, his true love of like a sibling love. Yeah. A familial love, yeah. But Hannah is his his twin flame, yeah. if you will. I understand when Dexter is frustrated with both of them, like Hannah's trying to kill Deb, <laughs> Deb's trying to like, nail Hannah, it's like, can you guys just get along for me? For five <laughs> minutes,
0: please, yeah. Cut to that scene of them in the hotel room pointing guns at each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and Dexter <laughs> walks in and goes, well, you're both still alive, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. This is nice. So you're not alone in loving Deborah. I mean, at least in good. this space here.
1: The internet hates Deborah. Yeah, I don't like her. It is what it is, but I, I just see a different side of her. I get it.
0: Yeah. Speaking of love for Deborah, the episode opens and Mm. Harrison's coming out for breakfast. We see Dexter looking fine, fit as hell. That plaid. (laughs) It's the one good thing being a lumberjack did for him. Yeah. All this plaid. Taught him about plaid. Dexter offers to make Harrison breakfast and Harrison says that he's good. We see as he's making himself a protein shake because he has to gain five pounds before the first meet that he made the wrestling team. Mm -hmm. Dexter says it's good that he's making friends and Harrison's like, ah, actually they're fuck nuggets. takes Dexter back for a second. He says that he wasn't sure what Harrison remembers from Miami since he was so small and that his aunt Deb used to say that all the time. Harrison says he doesn't remember a lot about Deborah, but he just remembers all of the swears, which I pointed out to you was the one thing he begged Deborah not to do in front of Harrison yes. was just swear all the time. And that's the one thing that he remembers about her. And whenever
1: he says that Deborah is in her power suit, mm-hmm. a full like black suit and she's smiling. Yeah. And she makes eye contact with Dexter like, he remembers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so cute.
0: Harrison asks if Dexter misses her and he says that she's always in his thoughts as a nod to the fact that she's currently standing in the room.
1: <laughs> with Deborah in the suit, there are pictures spread out on the floor.
0: She is trying to figure out
1: and rationalize to Dexter why Kurt is lying about Matt. Because this is something that Dexter just can't wrap his head around. Why is Kurt saying he saw Matt? He talked to Matt. Matt's alive. Deborah's thought is she's got pictures laid out of Kurt, Matt, the chief of the Seneca tribe, and... Dexter. And she explains that maybe he can't deal with his son's death. So Kurt is mad, but he gets everybody off the trail. He waits. That's when he decides to take out the chief of the tribe, Johnny Bullhorn, because he thinks Johnny killed Matt because of the deer. So then Kurt goes to jail. Or what happens is, and I love the way, because she's marking on each of these pictures, like Xing it out and putting bars over Kurt's face. It puts it in reverse. It takes all those off. Takes the ink out. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice effect. Yes. She says, or Kurt digs and digs and digs until, and she takes the red line and pins it on Dexter and says he finds the real killer, you. Yeah. I just thought that scene was really well done because it was very old Deb
0: mm-hmm. looking at a board, rationalizing, working through a case. It was also a gigantic misdirect because we saw the red string connecting Kurt to mm-hmm. Matt to Dexter last week in the next week on Dexter, but we don't see who's doing it. And we even assume it's upright on a board or on a wall, but we see Deborah's doing it on the floor and it's all in Dexter's head.
1: Yeah. And I think they are doing a really good job with these misdirects. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. They're playing with us, right? now.
0: So then it cuts back over to Kurt is sitting in the police station in Angela's office. He's running down a really shady story. He can't get specific details of seeing Matt on FaceTime and he just keeps saying, I didn't think to ask Matt where he is or about his injury or if he had any injuries because I was just so relieved to see that he was alive. Angela says, well, I need him to contact me because, you know, we thought he was murdered and he's a missing person. If he's safe, I need him to contact me so we can close it out. Mm-hmm. Kurt says, oh, well, if this is about the deer, I could pay off the fine. It's not a big deal. Kurt just ends up giving her this whole bullshit story of, you know, I didn't want to have to say this or tell you this, but he looked high. He called me because he needed money. I wouldn't give him money, but he looked high. He does this. He goes on benders. I probably won't hear from him for weeks, if not months. It's very clear he's just desperate to get Angela off of this whole thing. Definitely. So as Kurt leaves, we see Molly come in. She reveals that she slept with Logan and that he was really good because that's pertinent information apparently.
1: And we came to the conclusion that Logan is the new Quinn. Yeah. He is the
0: Quinn of this situation. Molly still wants to push that she wants to investigate Matt, that she's still hanging around because she thinks the whole thing is suspicious. Mm -hmm. That's... He managed to evade an entire town and then all of a sudden his dad says that he has seen him and everything's okay. Angela ends up running her out of the out of the department saying that she will have her arrested for interfering with an investigation. So she scurries out like the little swamp rat that she is.
1: Hey, listen. As long as she doesn't screw over Dexter, I'm cool with Molly. She's trying to find missing girls.
0: That comes out later, but at this point she just seems like a little swamp rat.
1: Yeah, she does. She seems like a...
0: Like a podcaster.
1: Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> We don't try to profit off of other people's misery. It's fine. We profit off of our own misery. Uh, We're watching shows. Our
0: own misery, Rock of Ages. So, um...
1: Uh. We see Harrison sitting in an empty gym looking into this Molly person because Audrey is really into Molly's podcast and he's scrolling through her backlog, which you pointed out. And then I pointed out the name of the podcast is Mary, as in like Merry Christmas, Mm -hmm. fucking kill, which I guess Mary fuck kill, but like, I don't like how they did the name of it. I don't like it. I don't get it. You know what a clever name for a
0: podcast is? Bitch Watch? Bitch Watch. People are like, I don't get it. (laughs) We're two bitches watching
1: TV. What else do you need to know? Exactly. And it's also a reference to a shitty TV show. Anyways, the backlog of the episodes are called Son of Sam, Charles Manson, etc. So it's the name of the killer that she's covering in the episode. Makes sense. Then... We conveniently get to one titled Miami. Yeah. Which there are so many murders that happened in Miami. It's not like this is like the big one that really, really covered it. And also, like you mentioned, we know the Trinity Killer traveled and
0: killed in other places. If she looked into serial killers Miami, you're telling me she didn't do an episode of the Bay Harbor Butcher? My foot. That turned out to be a police sergeant?
1: Are you kidding me? My foot. My ass. My giant ever-widening ass.
0: You say as I'm shoving gummy worms into my mouth at eleven <laughs> thirty-six in the morning. <laughs>
1: Anyways, of course, it's titled Miami, and there's a picture of Arthur Mitchell. At first, it's just Arthur Mitchell. Uh-huh. And he's listening to the podcast. It's talking about his kill pattern, his MO, and then it cuts, and he fast forwards through it. That's where she talks about Rita, and he hears it described how he was the child in this situation, but... Of course Molly doesn't know that unless that's why she's really here. He here's how he was in the blood of his mother and left behind and how beautiful she was and how wonderful she was which eh, it's Rita.
0: Julie Benz is very pretty. But my god. <laughs> Rita's annoying. Uh, and I'm just saying, if you compared the two of them, and I don't like to compare women to other women, Dexter stepped up when he went from Rita to Hannah. Are you kidding me? They literally, like, turned on a glow filter every time she was on the screen. Her hair blew back just naturally. (laughs) There'd be no fan in the room because it's Miami. That woman was perfect and awesome to look at. Yvonne is a beautiful, beautiful woman. So is Julie Benz, but anyways. She gives me bi panic and I'm straight. (laughs) That's how beautiful that woman is. Are you kidding me? True.
1: Absolutely. True. Whenever he hears his situation described, he starts shaking Mm -hmm. visibly. And then we see that it's Rita's picture, her wedding picture. Mm -hmm. Dexter's not in the picture, but her wedding picture is next to Arthur Mitchell's in the description whenever he looks further into it. So you're telling me that Molly hasn't seen Dexter's face? Also, where'd she get this picture? Yeah. So many questions that Surely we have.
0: that's not the picture that Dexter used for the obit. I can't remember. That'd be something to go back and look at. Either way. Maybe Deborah did because we know Dexter was worthless at that point.
1: That's true. It cuts and it's Dexter in his store working, talking to Fred Jr. And then he gets a text alert. The entire town gets a text alert saying that the school has gone into lockdown. He immediately calls Angela and he asks what's going on. And she says, all I know is that there are multiple injuries, Harrison's involved. So I think, honestly... Dexter almost thought that Harrison yeah. started it. He jumps in his truck rushes over to the school as he's walking in we see Ethan the bullied boy from the last episode being pulled out on a stretcher as he comes out and he's on oxygen we see that he has a very severe leg wound that's bleeding a lot. Dexter pushes past everyone he even pushes past the police officer that says listen you can't go in there it's like it's my son where's Harrison oh they're working on him inside. And Teddy waves him in. Harrison's being patched up he's got a stab wound on the side of his abdomen he goes through the events of Ethan was trying to lure me to the back of the auditorium behind the stage. He talked to me about wanting me to help him shoot up the school and take revenge on these other kids, and I said no. And when I said no, he came at me with a knife, he stabbed me, I got the knife out of his hands, and I slashed him in his leg trying to get him to back away from me. I hope he's not hurt, I hope he's okay. He was losing so much blood, I'm really worried about him. Very sympathetic, very empathetic. A great, great performance from Harrison there. Angela's questioning him, and then she's Logan to go through Ethan's backpack that was left at the scene and whenever he goes through it he finds the notebooks of drawings of him shooting up the school and kids dead and it's a whole thing which kind of closes the case on if this is true about Ethan wanting to shoot up the school and Harrison being his only friend it makes sense that Ethan
0: would ask him to carry this out with him. I want to jump ahead slightly to one detail and then we can go back in chronological order because Mm -hmm. if the listener could see me right now I feel like I the meme of the woman trying to do you know the math yes I was about to say did you have something to add (laughs) yes because so later I'll just say that Dexter is suspicious of Harrison and we can get into it but Dexter is suspicious of Harrison so he shows up at the police station is looking at all the pictures so he sees the pictures of Ethan's wound versus Harrison's Mm -hmm. wound versus the pictures of the drawings and the weapons that were used and the weapons that were planned on being used Dexter says that he recognizes these the knives or knife and the guns as weapons that he He's recently sold to Ethan's father a few months prior. Mm -hmm. So how did Harrison get this knife?
1: Well, we know that the initial cut on Ethan is that that's what sets Dexter off. This wasn't made by a hunting knife. It's a straight razor.
0: Okay, but did he stab himself with? Th- How do you stab yourself with a straight razor?
1: Maybe Ethan did have a knife on him, just because hunting school out in the middle of nowhere. It seems, yeah, maybe. And he knew about it and used it to stab himself. That is a good question.
0: Yeah. Whenever you go back and rewatch it, let me know. And I'm sure more information will obviously will come out next week. Yeah, but that just started like calculating in my brain, and I was just like, <laughs> two plus two doesn't equal five. <laughs> Or doesn't so you're you're talking about actual things that happen and I'm starting to try to plug things into my brain and I'm like hold on this isn't this isn't. <clears throat> literally the woman in the meme is all I can see right now so Dexter
1: from the beginning he's just kind of while all this interrogation is going down standing quietly to the side he asks if Harrison's okay and Harrison says yes but he's just observing he's doing forensic things
0: yeah he's doing forensic things and we also know obviously that Dexter is a Well, the show never could decide if he was a psychopath or a sociopath. Either way, so there's a podcast I listen to run by an ex-FBI agent, Candace DeLong. The name of the show is Killer Psyche. She was a psychiatric nurse for a long time and then she was an FBI agent for like nearly 40 years, I think. If you've ever seen the show Mindhunter, the agents that are portrayed in that show were based on real people and she trained under those people. She did a lot of criminal profiling and she says that psychopaths are born, sociopaths are made. And since the whole thing of deck is that he was born in blood. I feel comfortable labeling him as a sociopath. The pertinent thing here is while all of this is happening and Harrison's emotional because of his side of the story, Dexter is quiet to the side, listening to all this information. We know he's doing this forensically, but it's also because he doesn't know how to relate to his son, which we see later that night when he goes to check on Harrison and Harrison tells him that he's still really freaked about the whole incident and he tries to reach out to Dexter for emotional support and he says, did anything like this ever scare you? Have you ever experienced something scary where you just didn't know what to do? And we see Dexter have a quick little flashback to when he was born in blood with uh, with the chainsaw in the shipping container. Harrison asks him, what did he do to get through it or what does he do to, to process it now? We hear a very quick inter- monologue, why well, cut people up and dispose of the bodies? And Dexter says he doesn't know, which emotionally cuts the conversation short. Harrison says, oh, right, okay. And Dexter says, well, you can still tell me how you feel if you want. And Harrison says, no, No, it's fine. Deborah shows up again to mock him of you can't relate to your own son. He has feelings. He's perfect. He's not a monster like you. He's empathetic. He's even heroic, which is what you always wanted. And it cuts to a bunch of Debras holding balloons and confetti and celebrating Dexter being a hero, which is a really good callback to, I think, season two with the whole Bay Harbor butcher thing.
1: We'll be right back after a quick break.
0: So the next morning Dexter's cleaning Harrison's wound and as he's cleaning it he can't help but to notice that the trajectory of the wound doesn't match Harrison's story. So he starts asking him some questions of well did Ethan use his left or right hand? Where were you standing? Were you on the ground when he attacked you? Just trying to get more details. Harrison starts getting pissy of I was attacked. I was it was a lot. I was overwhelmed. I can't I-, I wasn't paying attention to what hand he was using, ends up leaving. He says he needs some cool air and we see that he walks himself down to the hospital to try and visit Ethan. He gets met with his parents in the hallway. We find out that Ethan is still heavily sedated. So Harrison talks to his parents and he apologizes because he didn't mean to wound Ethan as severely as he did. He hopes everything's okay and asks if he can see Ethan once he comes home. Ethan's mother reveals that he won't be coming home because they have to move. They can't possibly stay there because they're receiving death threats and things would never be normal for Ethan again. She keeps just drilling into Harrison that he should have come to her. He could have done something differently to prevent any of this from happening and then She goes back into the room with Ethan and then Ethan's dad takes his turn with Harrison and says, she's obviously upset. We appreciate you stopping him because it could have gotten way worse. Thanks, but we never want to see you again. We just got a whole vibe from the dad that he's a big douche. Just something about him set off flags in both Sly and myself's little brain. (laughs) Big red flags set off because of Ethan's dad. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Because
1: Ethan's dad, not only like later on, we find out that he had the guns, the guns were his, but also just the way he acted towards a child who appearingly does care about his friend who he had to stop from murdering him.
0: Yeah, Harrison even tells Ethan's parents that Ethan's his only friend there. Yeah. He keeps laying that on. Real thick. Ethan's mother is very upset because people won't come into her store anymore. They're getting the death threats and she says they're going to have to move town. So we get why her attitude is a little elevated, but the dad was unnecessarily aggressive.
1: Yeah, it's more that passively threatening aggressiveness. Yeah. And the mom, even the mom blamed Harrison for it, which take responsibility for your own child's actions. Obviously, at this point, we know there was some form of a plan because of the drawings you did. Yeah. It's not Harrison's fault. It's not like Harrison hatched this plan to shoot up the school and then turned on him last minute and blamed it on him. Yeah,
0: and you know, the mom made an interesting comment of it didn't have to happen like this. Yeah, just
1: a communist parade in
0: this bitch. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it was something about that. I have a... F- sneaking suspicion that that's gonna be something that doesn't get tied up for us.
1: Unless it's actually uh, the dad on the kill table.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to see. I feel like it'll either get tied up next week or it won't get tied up at all because Dexter's gonna have some other large uh, things to deal with.
1: So Dexter decides that his best course of action is that he's gonna go to the school and do what he does best with his forensic brain and break it down in his head. Deb is with him. She's constantly saying he's a good kid. Why are you trying to prove that he's messed up you're trying to make him messed up this is all in your head and he says well let's just work through this and we'll see won't we Dexter pulls out a knife in his head I'm guessing slash maybe he's just wielding it for effect he asks how did this really go down and Deborah's walking away from him and she's like I don't know why you're doing this this is so dumb and he slashes her thigh in the back matches perfectly as she goes down and slides and then when she's down staring at him saying that he's crazy he stabs himself where Harrison is stabbed. And it matches perfectly. Mm -hmm. So we know for a fact Harrison slashed first. The ultimate question is, is if Ethan did try to talk him into shooting up
0: the school, then I understand why Harrison would slash at him. We know the action, but we don't know the MO. We don't know the reasoning behind it. Yeah.
1: But we do know he did not use the knife he claimed he used.
0: Right. We know that Harrison was visibly upset. He was literally shaking after listening to that podcast. Mm -hmm. And then some point in the days when all this went down. Probably shortly after. Yeah. We don't know the moments leading up to it. We don't know the reasoning.
1: The next morning after Dexter knows what's going on, he makes a note that Harrison even eats like him. And then Harrison makes the comment, I need to get back into a routine. And Dexter says, yeah, I get that. I feel you there, bud. Uh, Which is really eerie because of course Harrison hasn't killed somebody, but he attacked attacked Ethan, of course. So they're eating and having breakfast, and then Kurt is outside. Dexter goes out, and he says, hey, Kurt, what can I help you with? And he says, well, I just wanted to talk to our hometown hero, and I brought him a little gift for, you know, being heroic or whatever. Dexter offers to give this to Harrison, but Kurt wants to give it to him personally, which I said, Stay away from the minor. Why is this grown man so involved? I don't like it. He also like pats Harrison on the shoulder. It's really weird to me. Don't like it. I'm not, maybe it's just me. I don't go around touching other people's kids in like the shoulder or like the back or whatever. You know, also when he walks in to give Harrison this present, he calls him, hey stud, hate that. Hate that all the way around. But anyways, he walks in. Hey, stud, I brought you a present for saving the school. And gives Harrison a drone as a present. Harrison says that he's got a skedaddle. So he skedaddles on out of there. He thanks Mr. Caldwell when Mr. Caldwell says to call him Kurt. And he skedaddles on out of there. To which Dexter and Kurt walk outside and they're standing on Dexter's porch. Dexter's leaned up against a
0: support beam looking fine as hell. He looks real good, but he about to be real
1: dumb. They're talking about how Kurt wishes he had raised Matt like Harrison. Matt's a fuck up and it's his own fault. And Dexter mentions the boating incident. And you and I both went, why is he saying this? There's no reason for him to be saying this. Kurt explains, oh, it wasn't Matt driving. And he asks how Dexter knows about this. And Dexter trying to cover his own ass says, well, you know, my girlfriend is the chief of police. And let's be honest, Esther, the receptionist is a bit of a gossip. And so Kurt asks, what were they saying? What was the gossip Mm -hmm. that Matt wasn't driving and that Teenagers do stupid things, and Kurt immediately says, "Well, they weren't teenagers." Gotta be. Me. You mentioned why is my brain working better than Dexter's right now, and he didn't just say that because it flagged him at the gun store. That's why he he went digging for it. He
0: found out. Well, he didn't even have to say that he went digging for it, but he could just say, "Well, when I mentioned that his background check got flagged, Esther mentioned there was a boating incident."
1: Yeah, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Instead of making this whole yarn that gets more convoluted as things go on. Eventually, Kurt leaves and Dexter says, well, Kurt just went fishing and I nibbled. So Dexter has screwed the pooch.
0: What gets Kurt to leave is Dexter says that he just can't bear the the guilt. You know, you, you can't bear that weight. Some time passes, where I'm not really too sure. I'm a little shaky, but Dexter goes to the police station. Angela informs Dexter that A, Ethan is awake, that his parents wanted to press charges or is trying to press charges against Harrison mm-hmm. because Ethan reported that he never attacked Harrison. And in fact, Harrison attacked first, but she's not really hearing it because she's pursuing Ethan as a troubled kid. The drawings speak for themselves. I mean, there's yeah. there's no way around that. He obviously needs help. Yeah, either way. Obviously, Ethan's having some dark stuff going on, bro. I and mean, she's still happy to rule what Harrison did as self defense because, again, mm-hmm. the drawings speak for themselves. There's a whole thing where Audrey shows up for a second and realizes she was on the list of intended victims and takes a picture of this as Angela's trying to wave her out of the. Because
1: Dexter wanted a closer look at the board to look at the stab wounds. Mm-hmm. And Audrey followed them
0: in there. Well, Dexter was alone for a second and then Angela walks in. Yeah. And-
1: Asks if he really wants to be seeing this.
0: And that's, I guess, technically, this is when we find out that Dexter, he's like, but I have information. I sold Ethan's dad th- these things, blah, blah, blah. After Dexter leaves, Angela says she's got a few phone calls to make. And as Dexter leaves, they, they exchange the second I love you of this episode, which you and I both went, wow, there's a lot of I love yous happening yeah, all of a sudden. a
1: lot of I love yous. It seems almost out of place.
0: And like I said, they might be trying to move the story along, but who knows.
1: It also may be because they had that heart-to-heart about being paranoid a
0: good shout. As Dexter leaves, Molly shows up to the department again. She says that this time she comes bearing gifts and she reaches into her bag and she pulls out a few pictures of one of the missing girls from Angela's board, revealing that she's still alive, she's changed her name, and she was a runaway because her mother was a drug addict and she just wanted to start over and nothing nefarious happened to her.
1: But she reveals that she put out pictures of the other girls, but there's nothing. The info for this girl came back within hours. They had three addresses phone numbers new name yeah but
0: these other girls it's just dead in this conversation angela finally reveals the missing piece about this iris person that keeps getting mentioned that she was angela's best friend
1: what if dexter is on the same line as angela and they find out like at the same time but like angela pulls a dab and catches him killing kurt but she is okay with it
0: i don't think she'll be okay with it I think that's why she is so similar to Deb because she's going to be a foil Mm. to that and she won't be the same as Deb. Damn, yeah, okay. She's going to be the other side of the coin. Ooh, okay, I like it. Okay, okay, I'm excited. Sorry, go on. So also within this conversation, Molly volunteers to extend her, I'm going to say podcast audience as a resource because Angela has mentioned previously that she is very short on resources to find any of the girls on this board. Molly says, how about you continue your investigation and I'll just follow very closely behind You Needed Resources and she said that she's got a big she said that she's got a bunch of armchair detectives that would love to jump in on this. We see as Molly prepares herself a drink and places a tape recorder on the desk and says I know this will take a while but tell me everything. Also throughout the episode just through a few points I'm just going to mention it all together here. Kurt is seen talking to a girl with teal hair in his truck stop. The first time we see them we see it from the outside and there's music playing or maybe Dexter's inner monologue is going so we don't know what he's actually saying to her but we see is he talks to her later. He's called out of his office to go talk to her. She's loitering. Yeah. Sits down next to her and we find out her name is Chloe. Chloe reveals that he'd given her money for bus fare but she spent the money for food and a new coat because it's so cold there and she's begging him for more money so she can actually get bus fare to go home to her mom's and he won't give her any more money. He says he can't just keep giving her money which is interesting because he's super super rich. I know why he won't give her more money but I'm saying yeah I can't keep giving you money. He's super rich. Bro you got more money than God. You just bought a
1: random-ass kid a drone. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and he
0: was gonna pay off that deer fine. So, I mean...
1: Without even blinking. And he paid off
0: the police when Matt killed a bunch of people on a boat, so... True. Uh, That wasn't cheap. He won't give her more money, but he offers her a waitressing job in the truck stop so she could earn her way to her bus fare. She says that she doesn't want to stay. She really just wants to get home to her mom. She's just so desperate to get to her mom's. Throughout the rest of the end of the episode, we see Kurt driving her to what we know as his kill cabin.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, this man has a whole cabin. I'm sorry, if you drove me, if some old dude drove me out into the middle of nowhere, something ain't, something ain't. Like, why can't I stay upstairs? You just have this random ass room with a creepy long hallway. Ah, communist parade of red flags, my dude. Later, Logan has gathered the kids that were on the list to meet in the high school to be addressed by him he lets them know you were all gathered here because you were on ethan's list this isn't easy this is a really difficult thing if any of you want to talk about it i'm here right now let's open the floor to just discussion the kid that harrison grabbed homie's throat zach says can we get a round of applause for harrison because this motherfucker saved our lives so everyone starts clapping and then they keep chanting speech 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 and finally harrison stands up and he gives them what for he says listen i don't really hold anything against ethan You guys made his life a living hell because you were bullying him. We all need to realize that there's some hero in us and some monster in us. Specifically that monster part. We just need to move forward and be kinder and think about our actions, basically, is what he's saying. He gets a round of applause. Audrey starts the applause. Which, and then everyone clapped. (laughs) That trope. That's a great trope. About the same time when he's giving this whole spiel, that's when we see Kurt driving the teal haired girl to the kill cabin. And then we also see Dexter flipping Harrison's room and he he tries to turn on a flashlight and it doesn't work, unscrews it, and pulls out a straight razor that matches Ethan's cut on the back of his leg. ba Deb walks in the room and she starts crying, saying, The Trinity Killer used a straight razor and Dexter's just staring at it and she starts bawling and she's like, he was born in blood just like you. And Dexter opens it, closes it, and then for a split second, his face is very straight. But then at the very, very end, when Deb's crying behind him, he has My Dark Passenger and then he closes the razor
0: and smiles. Yeah, we get the classic Dexter smirk.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. When he was right about something all along. He was right all along. True. So that's why I'm saying like at the beginning that Deborah is his humanity, is his moral compass. But then Dexter in those roles is playing Dark Passenger. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Which is very clever, subtle way to do it. I- I wonder if that's gotten some really mixed reviews from people that aren't clever enough to catch it. Like, I'm not saying that we're, like, so smart. We're intellectuals, but let's be honest. Some people are really fucking stupid.
0: (laughs) And we also get the discourse, because as we're watching it, there's a couple points today where I paused it and went, wait, what do you think this is? We have obviously this, we just had discourse about it, but so we're able to peel it back together. And then also, we've established a little bit of a routine here, Mm. where you and I sit down, we watch it, we record immediately after with some notes and then I know part of my routine is sometime tonight my husband and I will sit down and watch it together and I get another perspective as well.
1: Yeah yeah and you brought up a great point as a prediction that you think that Arthur Mitchell isn't in Dexter's head but he's in Harrison's head.
0: And listen to the highlight reel. I brought that up pretty early on.
1: And even before Harrison found the podcast and the picture of Arthur Mitchell.
0: So yeah, really at the top then.
1: hmm Yeah. He really did at the top. I was of two minds. Deborah's pushing way too hard that Harrison is fine. He's normal. He's not a killer. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we know he's lying slick and shit. He's obviously learned something. But also, like, maybe it's the red herring of the red herring and he actually isn't a killer. He actually is fine. But if he is a killer, then it Makes sense, or he's having these dark urges. It does make sense that Arthur. Mm -hmm. would be in his brain although I will say to flip that it would be weird that he would have Arthur in his brain the entire time because he was so young like Dexter didn't remember the face of the dude that murdered his mom until he came
0: in contact with him again I don't think Arthur's been in his mind the whole time okay I think him listening to that podcast is the moment that he it triggered yeah I don't want to say he was possessed but that moment where that crossed in because now he has a picture to that
1: a face to the situation
0: and the point that I was trying to think of earlier that I that I was at a loss for, when Dexter is investigating the blood spatter, mm-hmm. while Deb is trying to argue with him of mm-hmm. why why would he do this, or after she is on board with this is what happened, she asks, why would he do this? Why would he, you know, stab himself? And Dexter says mm-hmm. to see what it felt like. And yeah. then I think he mentioned the code. It's like he knew the yeah. code. or It was at breakfast, I
1: think, or at the scene where he is working it out with Deb. It's almost like he he knew the
0: code. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that Hannah obviously knew the code. Dexter mm-hmm. revealed that to her because she made fun of him for it.
1: Yeah. Like in a joking way. Why are you following your father's code? A man who didn't even understand you. Yeah.
0: She, she pushes him to break away from that. That's one of their very few arguments that we ever saw it was, no, I have to stick to the code. I have to stick to the code. So we know that Hannah knew the code.
1: And then we eventually saw that Hannah knew the code is what preserved Dexter. hmm Hopefully she came to that conclusion because I didn't agree with her that he needed to break away from it. That's her downfall. She gets sloppy sometimes. Yeah. Like, I love her. You know, I love her. Mm -hmm. But she got sloppy and it screwed her multiple times. And so maybe after she got screwed, she realized, oh shit, maybe the code isn't so bad.
0: (laughs) I'm fully on board with my predictions and presumptions that Hannah knew the code, Hannah taught Harrison the code, and the Trinity Killer, or Arthur Mitchell, is going to serve as Harrison's dark passenger.
1: Yeah. Big plot twist. Did Harrison kill Hannah?
0: No, I don't think so. I will be done with the show forever if that's what happens. Just wondering. The code wouldn't allow for that. If he truly follows the code, the code wouldn't allow for that.
1: She's a killer.
0: Yeah, but Harrison... <sighs> I don't think so. That doesn't play right in my head.
1: Okay. I was just wondering, like, I'm not saying that that's for sure something that I subscribe to. I'm just saying that it's something that entered my brain.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to play through that. The only thing I could see is he did that so he could get back to America to find Dexter. I don't think so because if you really truly think about it besides when he was four or however old, all he does know is Hannah. I don't see you giving up a great mother figure like that. Yeah. Okay, so I, I subscribe to the theory that she taught him the code, mm-hmm. but I don't think he started actually f- having to c- carry it out until he was in foster care.
1: Or she knew she was dying, and so she couldn't protect him, and she taught him.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we'll just have to see how it plays out. It's
1: super exciting. I was talking about how we kind of came to a lull. Like, it was still interesting, but they they really kicked it up a notch. This episode. Yeah. We're on that mid-season high. So if you liked what you heard, remember to follow us on all social media at Bitch Watch Pod. Follow us individually. You can find us linked mm-hmm. somewhere on our pages. And remember to make good choices. Always follow the code. Or don't and be smart about it. Like Hannah. Okay, bye. bye.
0: Episode four, H is for Hero.
1: Or H is for said. If this dude comes back into it, I swear I'm gonna be so bad I didn't remember his name. Damien. Damien. I love Deb's power suit. Let's go, girl.
0: Get it from after the grave. Look at him smirking. He misses working cases with Deb. So they've been together long enough for the love yous.
1: Heck, there I love yous. I'm loving Dexter's outfit right now. Those little booties, them little hiking shoes.
0: Okay, I have a theory for you. Okay. I don't think the Trinity Killer is going to be in Dexter's head. Go on. I think he's in Harrison's head. No, I'll shit my
1: pants.
0: <laughs> I will shit a brick right where I sit. Logan's probably not much older than me. He probably grew up on Spongebob too.
1: What does that have to do with anything other than killing brain cells? Cause he's the voice of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> he's like, yo Mr. Krabs, come here bro. you imagine seeing that man pump gas? No. Like, hold on sir, I'm gonna need you to get back in your car, I'll pump your gas for you. Does he know? He knows. He knows! Plot twist: Harrison actually found the podcast, and he's the one shooting up the school. <laughs> I don't get the name of that podcast at all. <laughs> Kids living in a fucking closet.
0: <laughs> that if that's not a school shooter origin story, I don't know what is. I want them to show Dexter's room, and it's the same size as Harrison's. <laughs> right? <laughs> Surely it's not Angela. Would have Angela would have walked in and been like, mm, "I'm good." Uh... And this stubble coming in. Woo! Hypothetically,
1: hypothetically, because obviously the stab wounds don't line up. But homeboy was like, "Hey, wanna wanna shoot up the school with me?" What was Harrison supposed to do? Yeah, sure, run home and go tell Ethan's mommy. Well, that dad's a, that whole family's a bastard. All right. Well, I see where Ethan gets it. Oh, thank God, the man's wearing gloves. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Dexter knows a lot about the angle of penetration, don't he? Mm.
0: <laughs> it's a specialty. Okay, you could not keep that in. (laughs) Or you do, whatever. You're talking about how he stabs people through the chest, right? Absolutely. Now I can leave it in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that one had layers. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) Holy shit.
0: Hannah is aware, was aware of the code. Yes. Hold on. Did she
1: teach Harrison the code? Did Hannah teach Harrison the fucking code?
0: Number one rule, don't get caught. And that's why he's so good at lying? Hannah created a monster. Look at him in that neck. Mm. Mm.
1: Did we just mm, at the same time? <laughs> okay, weird. Don't call my child stud. We got layers to this creepiness. I don't like it. Uh, Why are you touching my child? Stop touching the child. Oh, look at...
0: Oh, oh! Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael. Stop it, Michael. <laughs> Damn. Nibble nibble, motherfucker. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that might be the cold opinion. I don't know what that means. God, pancakes look good. Yeah, they Those do. Those boys look thick.
1: Murderous pancakes. That's how they lure the girls in. Pancakes. Oh, look, Dexter's being a real dad and he's searching through his kids' shit. No, blue-haired girl, never get in the car with a creepy old man that gave you money. Ever. Ever. Take that money and run. Take the money. Kick him in the balls. Run. Run real fast.
0: Where is this? His hunting
1: cabin. It's not for, uh, deer or turkey, squirrels, as girls. <laughs> Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but here we are. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh uh-oh. It's a fucking razor. <gasps> Just like the Trinity Killer. Heresy tees trinity.
0: Heresy tees trinity. Oh my god. We don't have confirmation of that yet, but I'm calling it now, baby. Is he gonna cry? Oh no, he's smi- smiley. Wait, <gasps> hold on, run that back. Two seconds. Holy
1: crap. I knew he was too good at lying. Our mic's clapping like, yeah, we really did bully the shit out of that kid. I swear, if this ends badly for Dexter, I'm going to be so upset.
0: Now, she's devastated, but I can't read Dexter's face. That's a fucking smirk! That's a fucking smirk! That is a smile. That's a smile.
1: woo Let's go, boys! (laughs) Hold on. No, wait. Don't be happy about this. The child's a murderer.
0: Dexter ended up, all right?
1: (laughs) Okay. Well. Two bitches, yeah. Two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. (laughs) Bitch.